Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 202, Allowing Your Mediumship and Human Side to Shine. In this episode, we talk about how no matter how successful you are as a medium, the human side will always be a part of you. Feeling like you're not enough, where are other people going to think of me? The only difference is it starts to become more quiet. The more powerful you become and the more you realize and accept that this human side of you will always be a part of you. And that's okay. It doesn't mean you can't continue to take action and you can't continue to impact your clients. I do want to mention that for Unlock Your Inner Medium Level 2, it's coming up. So if you're a medium and you've already taken an introduction class and you're ready for that next level, this could be for you. Reach out to us. I hope everybody enjoys the show. Hi, everybody. Hello. We're back. Welcome back. Let's make sure that we're live because we're coming to you from Tampa. Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida, and we are so happy to be here with you. Um, one of the things, let me just make sure this is actually... Yeah, it's been a minute. We haven't recorded a podcast since, I believe, July. We took a break off in the summer. Yeah. We were traveling, and then when we got back to Tampa in September, we were, in the pro- we're still in progress of creating a new studio that we're going to be recording in. And we just took a break, too. We just felt like we needed a break. We've been recording for five years. Yeah, Mostly every week. We've years. missed some weeks, but yeah, it's been five years already. Yeah, and we were like, you know what? We could bring this recording, the all of the recording stuff when we're traveling, but we were talking about it and we thought, you know what? We want to be in the moment. We don't want to be recording. We want to enjoy. So we actually took a trip to England. We went to Paris. We went to Switzerland. And it was a magical, magical experience. And there's so many pieces of that trip that we've kind of sprinkled in, sharing with students and um, mastermind members. And it actually leads perfectly into today's episode because it's all about really balancing being a medium, you know, the mediumship side of things and the human side. And this is so key when it comes to the work that we do because it's really easy to get wrapped up in that you know, that, that facade of I am the medium and that's all I am because that's just doesn't exist. Right. It doesn't. And another thing is too, we've seen so many mediums stop and go and stop and go definitely all because of the human side of themselves. Let's get right into it. One of them is not feeling like enough. Yeah. That's a common theme, Whether it's not feeling like enough, right? The human side that we all feel even the people on the stage, even people that you think would never feel this way, if they're a human, they feel like they're not enough at times. And it comes with every little piece of that human side because you can be a medium and you can be a coach, you can be a teacher, you know, even being in the public school systems like us. There are moments where you could get the award, you could, you know, receive a nice compliment from a student or the principal. But in the back of your mind, you always have that nagging feeling thinking, am I enough? Am I on the right level? Should I be progressing more? And you can really get stuck in that mode of negative self-talk and you can stay there, right? If you, if you allow it to happen. 
Yes, because the thing is, is like Lindsay said, you could win the awards. You could create all this impact for your clients. You can do all these great things. And what happens sometimes that we noticed is that that I'm not enough feeling starts to get more intense. And it gets and in more the way. Intense and more intense. So we would think that, oh, once I accomplish this, this, and this, I don't have to deal with the I'm not enough feeling. No, you're always going to be human. That's the reason why I'm always going to be human. That's why we're making this show. Lindsay yeah. is. And once you learn that about yourself and you accept it, you're not going to let it stop you from taking action. You're going to feel it at times, but you're not going to let it stop you. Well, that's it. We've been having a lot of conversations with our students. Um, we've been working really deeply with our five-month mentorship students with um, Unlock Your Inner Medium. One of the changes that we made, just as a side note, some of my former students don't know this, um, we, Tony has always been my mindset coach in the, back, <laughs> in the background when I was a medium. Like He was my coach. He wasn't trying to be the coach. He just ended up being the coach because he saw what I was suffering through when it came to putting myself out there online. He saw the intense training that I was doing, the business skills that I was immersing myself in. And, and because we're both teachers, that the teacher side of us comes out and we can help each other. And he was my coach and he was always working with our mastermind members because we do the 90 day mastermind together. But we decided why not along with the mediumship membership that he's the mindset coach, let's put him in unlock your inner medium. We decided that it has been a game changer to have people have a coach specifically for mindset while they're learning the skills. This is a piece that needs to be um, really honed in on when you're doing any kind of skill. Just like when you're an athlete, you know, you have the professional athletes out there. They have the trainers that are going to, the coaches that are going to train them on the plays, but they also have someone in their head. Like think about even Tony Robbins, him working with McGregor, right? Yeah. He had so to go in and, and, and talk with him. They didn't share exactly behind the scenes what he said to him, but there was a mindset shift that took place because of getting in his head and getting him to think a different way. Right, and a lot of people think, Conor McGregor, he doesn't need a coach. He's already successful. I mean, some people would see right away he needs a coach. The people that you don't think need a coach, they hire coaches. All the top athletes, all the top performers, like if you just notice these patterns, just pay attention to patterns. All the top entrepreneurs, what's the common theme? They surround themselves with coaches and mentors. Right. Like Lindsay said, I became the coach in all these psychic medium programs that we have, or mediumship programs. And what I noticed through working with hundreds of psychic mediums and mediums at the deepest level is a lot of times I'm on Zoom or I'm in person and I'm like, I'm talking to Lindsay from eight years ago. I'm talking yes. to Lindsay from five years ago because we're all human. All of these patterns exist. We all feel like we're not enough at times. And another thing that comes up too, we all think, what are they going to think about me? Especially when you're first starting out in mediumship, in a new business, it really takes a hold of you at times. And then throughout, it does too, right? All of these things, they don't really go away. Some of them might. They just get more quiet and you become more powerful and you become more clear that it's okay to feel all of these and still continue to take action. It doesn't mean that you're on the wrong track. Well, and that's the difference. That's, that's what we've been talking about with these members and students, that the mediums that are going through these struggles and the celebrations too is 
there's a difference between the mediums are still that are still sticking with mediumship after all these years versus the ones that have started and then stopped started and stopped and it's because they feel the fear and they do it anyway that's, that's the it. difference i love that book too read that book yeah they they truly feel the fear and do it anyway there's no difference between someone that's successful in mediumship or successful in energy healing or coaching rather than someone that's not. It's that through those tough times, they're gonna to continue to keep moving. That's a big thing. That's a huge thing. It's owning that, right? It's owning every part of ourselves and being right. okay with it and accepting it. And a lot of this sounds so simple, but we're talking about it for a reason because we see these patterns come up over and over and over again. And I know that as you're listening to this, it's triggering some of you. It's resonating with some of you because we know that you're feeling this too. It can't just be all the people we've been working with over the last no. many years. And I think that it, it kind of reminds me of like this dual personality that can come into play. Because like as a teacher, for me personally, I felt it. I felt like there was the college Lindsay and then there was the teacher Lindsay. Mm. And I had to figure out going from graduating college, party, going to clubs and bars, that's the reality of it, being social, being with friends, enjoying myself, and also having the side where I have a purity to me too. Like that's just always been in me, I feel. Um, and then going to teacher mode where I wear, you know, the teacher clothes, I act like the teacher when I'm teaching my third graders, um, I have to be a certain way when I'm in front of parents. So of course, like that, that inner piece of you, your soul is always going to come out, but you always felt, or I always felt like I had to be proper teacher. And then when I became a medium, I'm like, yay, I feel free. I don't have to be that proper teacher. So I actually feel like it helped me in my mediumship because I realized that I didn't know how much I was like holding back as the third grade teacher, Lindsay, even when I wasn't teaching until I actually did my mediumship and I started to speak up more. I started to really pay attention to what I wanted. And I can actually give an example of the other night. Remember the Halloween party that I just did? Mm -hmm. I was asked to do a private event um, at a really nice restaurant in Tampa and I was very hesitant to say yes to it. And this is the human side. This is the example of human versus mediumship side because I knew that I would enjoy it because I love the place, a very nice place in Tampa. But I also knew, you know, that feeling of what people think mediums are in a public way, if they're not truly familiar with what psychic mediums do. And because it was on Halloween night, I didn't want people to take it in a way that this is just entertainment, this is nothing, this is just, you know, another fun thing. It's, it's a ma magician show or, you know, that kind of thing. So I was hesitant and I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I can say exactly what I want. And I remember I was talking to you about it. I can say exactly what I want and I could get very clear on this and I could teach people the new way, the, the way that mediumship should be, the respectful way. And I did that. I asked for what I wanted. I said what I wanted. There were little tweaks to it that got me a little bit more clear and I'm gonna go into our mediumship membership group to talk about this when you come into a situation where it doesn't feel fully aligned with what, how you wanna do things, but also be okay with speaking up and saying it. Yeah, that's exactly it. And it goes to the point where it's like, we think we need to 
like people want to put everybody in a box. Like, right. oh, they're this or they're that. And we all think that we can't be like multifaceted. We think we have to be just right. this one thing. Oh, I, I've always been quiet, so I'm going to be quiet. Always been this. It reminds me of Kobe Bryant. Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant is one of the greatest basketball players of all time. It goes without saying. He was working with a coach at the beginning of his career. And he was trying to figure out how to get that extra edge when he was on his court, when he was playing his game. And the coach helped him develop an alter ego. Mm. And he called it the Mamba mentality. You've all heard of the Mamba mentality. That's what Kobe Bryant is known for. And when he goes on that court, he just gets in warrior mode. He gets in another mode. When he's off the court, it's different. Right. It's different. He's got a he's got the human side to him, but it's like maybe we can create that for our court, right? When you're doing your readings, when you're doing your work, whatever that looks like, create this alter ego and be okay with it. Yeah. Because your clients need you to show up powerfully. Kobe Bryant's team needed him to show up powerfully. And five championships later, he showed up powerfully. And a lot of it is because he was very clear about who he was yeah. on the court, off the court. And you're just accepting that. Yeah. And when you're saying it, it's making me think of like sometimes when we meet people, um, when you meet people in person and you're not in teacher mode and you're in like, hello, how are you kind Mm -hmm. of mode, they're like, oh, you're different than what I thought. And like maybe we're a little bit, maybe I'm a little bit more tame than when I was teaching. Or maybe I was a little bit more, I don't know if passive is the word, but a different personality than in teacher mode. And I always say that when I'm in teacher mode, I'm in a different zone and I have, I have a name for myself too. So I think that's important to actually create those names like you just shared. And then there was someone else. Um, it wasn't Bob Proctor. Zig Ziglar. I was just going to say it was Zig Ziglar. So share that story. Cause I feel like that's powerful. Like people would see him out and they would think yeah. he was a different person. So Zig would always share this. You've heard of Zig Ziglar. I'm sure one of the most famous motivational speakers Actually, I think one, he was like a pioneer, but he was out and he was getting new glasses. And the guy that was working at the store walked up to him and said, hey, you look like Zig Ziglar, but you can't be him. And he was just very confused because Zig Ziglar was just real calm. He was with his wife. He was out looking for glasses. And then Zig made a point. He's like, people think just because how I am on stage, I'm going to be inside of a glasses store jumping around saying, <laughs> you got to get there. You. It's like, no, we're all these different people. And if you learn about many of the, speaking of people on stages, you learn about many people that are on stages, you'll learn that a big percentage of them are introverts. Off the stage, they're totally different. And that's okay. They had to learn to be okay with that because when you're on your stage, whatever that looks like, you're doing your work. You're bringing your power, right? We're not going to do that all day long and try to coach everybody around us. We all know that doesn't work. So we figure out how to show up powerfully when we're on our stage. Right. And I think that's something to think about because there is that balance of knowing when you can turn off medium mode, psychic medium healer mode, and actually live your life. And I find myself when I'm, you've seen it, like you live with me, when it's I've like... I've seen everything. <laughs> yeah, he's seen everything. So one of the things that... Can you have come, to. I have. So, um, so one of the things and that She's can, still here. Somehow I am. <laughs> Um, so one of the things that I feel I can go into is be the person that sits and listens and, um, 
to anything that's going on with people. What I recognized was I was doing it more. And we just had this conversation before, just yesterday, actually. When you're doing it in a way that feels unbalanced, where you're not recharged and you're going to be there for someone and you don't feel that energetic feeling of, okay, I can support everyone. Most likely it's because you're putting in the work with your clients. That's where that energy goes to. I was just listening to Joel Olstein speak. He was getting interviewed on a podcast and he talked about he believes that everyone has a certain allotted amount of energy. And when our energy is placed in spots that are focused on, you know, the people that are hating on you, the people that are not supporting you, all of that energy is actually taking away from the people that need it, your clients that are paying for this, the, the people that are listening to the podcast, you're showing up, you're listening for a reason, whether you're here to observe, to see what we're going to say, or really take in the information. So it's like, where are we putting our energy when we're speaking? And when you are in your power with your work and really working with your people, you don't have the same desire to help every single person because uh, they have to do the work themselves, right? Yeah, so another way to say that could be if you're feeling that desire to focus on all the people that are hating on you and you're putting all your energy in there, you're probably not serving your clients. Exactly, enough. exactly, and that's what happens. But at the very beginning stages of business, you are focused on that. That's the reality of what happened to us is we were focused on who's supporting, who's not supporting, why are they not you know, acting as responsive as we want them to? Why do they not see that we're working hard behind the scenes? We shouldn't expect that to happen. We should be focused on the clients that we're serving. And that's what makes people more powerful over time when they are focused on their clients because they're utilizing their energy in the way that's meant to be used. That's right. So that's the most powerful thing that we can do as healers. Yeah, it's like you said, they're, you're putting your energy into something. Like what, right. Think about that. What are you putting your energy into? And also think about what's energizing you and what's draining you about your habits. So is that habit energizing you when you talk about all the people that are hating on you and all that? Or is it draining you? And once you figure this out, you start to eliminate the habits. And I know that as we, the less that we focus on the people that aren't supporting us, the more right. happier I become yeah. and the more powerful I become in my work. And I think the same goes for everybody. Yeah, and even the people that you're coaching, the psychic mediums and healers that come to you, they're sharing those same things that are going on. It's literally happening constantly. It, there's no surprise that it's going to come up. They think that it's they're the only ones that are experiencing it. That's how we felt too, but you're not. If you're doing anything in your power, if you have a powerful mission, like really a, a true reason why you're doing the work that you're doing and you're putting yourself out there, no matter what, you are going to get resistance. And if you don't, then you're not working in the way that you could because you're only going to get resistance if you're moving outside the box. If everything's perfect, then you know that there's more room for improvement, which there's always room for improvement, right? Right. And there's another pitfall too is I don't need support. That's the biggest one that gets in the way. And I feel like that's the human side that's coming out of us because right. the soul side, you, soul, you know you need support, right? We all need each other. Yeah. We all need that because our missions are so big. You can't do all of this by yourself. Trust no. me, we've tried it. We've seen other people try it. You'll burn out. We all need the support. So 
we fight, we've realized that people like you, people like us who are like, we'll call us the healers, the helpers, we're so used to giving support, right? I know all of you, most of you listening to this, you're the, probably one of the leaders of your family. You're the people that your friends and family come up to uh, for support. They ask you questions. They ask for your insights. And you're so used to doing that. I became so used to doing that throughout my life that over these last 10 to 12 years, like I literally had to relearn how to allow support to happen. And I give her a lot of credit because she was always calling me out. She's like, why don't you just get help with that? And I can name so many stories on whenever she did that, going back to whenever I saw my mobile home like oh, yeah. 12 or 13 years ago before we I moved to Tampa met. when we first met. Once again, I'm trying to do everything on my own. And then I'm frustrated. I'm talking to Lindsay on the phone. And she's like, why don't you just have one of the real estate people <laughs> that are connected to the mobile home park sell it? Because I was having trouble selling it because they were being they were being wrong. They were they were they weren't allowing the people that wanted to buy my place to be accepted into the park because that's what they wanted. But it goes but with reaching out for support. As soon as I reached out for support, the mobile home sold within, within a couple a, of days. Yeah, it was days. But the reason that happened was we were so focused on getting this answer because he was moving to Florida. Um, it was in the frustration that actually the gold happened because he's like, I just wish someone could sell this for me. I'm like, oh, that's wait true. a I did second. That. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. Stop. Just stop right now. Stop freaking out. You just said it. Why don't you get someone else to do this for you? I was like, hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a <laughs> good idea. It never occurred to me to ask for help. So, and he had been getting all these people that were a perfect fit, like a lot of people in a short amount of time that wanted to purchase this. Um, and trust me, it wasn't anything fancy, but it w it was a, a perfect thing to, to actually him be able to really move on from this space so he could move to Florida. And it wasn't asking for support that he didn't have to deal with the back and forth and the phone calls and all of that. So that's just one example of asking and receiving the help, even if like in that situation, you didn't care if the person got a percentage, that wasn't it. You were just mm. trying to sell it quickly. It sold for more money that way. Yeah, yeah, it ended up working out. But think about this as a business owner, as a, a mediumship, psychic mediumship, healer, coach, if you don't ask for support, and you're doing everything, thinking, I'm the healer, I can do this. It's easy for me to do, it's tedious, but I can still do it. You're causing more issues for yourself. So you want to pay a little bit more to get what you need. Like for me, you know, my big thing was over the years, I wanted a, a VA, I wanted someone to help me with certain things. And I have one, we, we have one that can support us in our business. And it's a game changer to really stop, take the time and look for that. So that goes with, you know, the balance for mediumship and the human side too. The other thing I'm laughing about because Tony always writes the copy for our podcast, even though I post it, you know, we post it on my page, but he writes the copy and I was laughing today before we started because I saw you say- Oh, I forgot I wrote that part. Yeah, you said something about like, you know, you're the medium, you're the healer, but then you're flicking someone off in the car. Well, I don't do that personally, but I do. I did. I'll admit it. He does. Not but a lot. No, I didn't. I did the other, the day. other day. I was annoyed because this person wasn't letting us over and it was like cutting but, us off. But I will I usually have the... I haven't flicked off many people in the last several years. I mean, <laughs> no. I'm getting better at it. No. Yeah. I don't think there's probably three people out of 
10 years that we've been together, I think I've seen. Um, but I will hold the horn down. I've done it actually yesterday with someone not using the, bl the blinker. So thinking about that side, like that is the human side of me. There is some Boston. Customer service. Boston and Bostonian me. comes out when you're on customer service. Right. You're getting I, better at that though. If I wait on hold for a long time. She wants waiting. to see the manager. <laughs> so that side of me is there and I'm not going to deny it. I think that the easiest thing to do, which becomes harder later, is if you deny that part of yourself and act like it doesn't exist. That's it. And I'm not angry. avoid it. You're like completely avoid it and say, no, 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 I don't get angry about customer service. I don't get frustrated yeah. on the, the road. And then you're using so much energy. I was sending them gratitude. Trying to protect this perfect image of being the psychic medium and healer that you are, that it actually drains your energy. And I just saw something online. I just told you about this. I don't even know how... I believe it's accurate, but I don't know how they measured it. You know how there's scales of feelings? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the, the highest form, the highest vibration that you can be at, it's not happy or joyful. It's actually in your authenticity. So you have to be yourself. So that's a higher vibration than just being joyful or peaceful. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Because if we just say who we are and we don't feel like we have to hide that part of ourselves, we're going to be using less energy and it's just, it's more relatable really to people that we're working with also. It is. Nobody can relate to everything's light. Everything's just love all the time right. and unicorn. It's like, yeah, we understand. We want to be positive too, but it's like that shit's draining and we could see when people are doing yeah. it when we did it over the years. It is so draining trying to act like you're positive when you're not. No. It's like, just be what you are, yeah. Intelligence says focus on what's right because what's wrong is always available. What's right is always available. Focus on gratitude. Focus on that most of the time. That's being intelligent. That's not lying. Right. Also be authentic. Exactly. And there's a duality piece that I want to cover, and this is sort of on topic, but I feel like this is important because I think a lot of people think, like as an outsider looking in, they think, oh, they think they're so positive or they... You know, they're so focused on, um, <laughs> it just reminded me of the guy from Wizard of Oz, the munchkin. Um, but, oh my God, this is live, so we can't edit this part out. Um, but it's a distraction because I'm thinking about what I was just going to say. That's why I'm saying that. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, what was I going to say? So, <laughs> I need to get on track. Um. Where were we going with that? You said there's duality. Oh, there's duality. Okay, so there's the positivity. There's the, the gratitude. But I will say this. Like for me personally, going through a really difficult time with loss for me when I was at a very dark place in my life, it caused me to actually be more grateful and more um, able to see the beauty in the world so I actually really do focus on the gratitude. Like it's not Trust like me, I'm faking it. she does. Behind the scenes, this girl is positive most of the time. And most it's of the time. And it's because well, you can't say all the time, but it's because of what you went through. It's I've watched it too. Because of that, because I people, wasn't like that before. We were watching a show last night. It's called I Was Prey. It's pretty vicious. What is it? I Was Prey. Oh a show yes. Last night. Yeah, I didn't know. That and you could that. tell all these people that either it's true. I hate to say it out loud, but got their leg bitten off by an alligator or like something crazy like that. They had so much gratitude coming through their eyes. And I was just they telling Lindsay. Their life. And the guy said, he's like, just appreciate every heartbeat. 
And that's what happens, right? When you go through these painful experiences like Lindsay went through, like a lot of you went through, I've went through some, it starts to make you want to focus on gratitude naturally. Right. It puts you to that place. A great coach can make you or can help you go to a space inside of yourself that's powerful, but so can a really tragic um, situation. Yeah, and it wasn't overnight either. It was a process um, cause it wasn't like that. I, I was probably not a fun person to be around during I that I imagine time. the people too from that show wasn't like the next day. Exactly. So it's really about knowing that there is duality to it. There's pieces of why people are positive and why people are showing gratitude. They're also feeling their feelings cause that's just as important. But I will say that <clears throat> sometimes I'll hear people complain. I'm like, okay. They're complaining about that. I would have done that like 15 years ago or however, you know, before 2007. But because of this situation, I know that it could always be worse. And I try to focus in on like, what, where do I want my frequency, frequency to be at? And what do I want to focus on? So there's two pieces to that. And that, that comes into play with experiences that you realize like what is important to me in my life. So that's the balance too of human versus medium, it's like, you're going to have these experiences. And when you're giving readings to people, you're going to notice they're in different places in their life too. So you have to be aware of that. Also, if you're not experiencing life as a human, you're not going to be as great as a medium because you don't have the life experiences. You can do all the readings in the world, right? But if you don't have the life experiences, it's not going to be as powerful because you can't feel into it as much very true so. so before we get off here think about what are your top insights from just hearing us whether it might not have anything to do with what we're talking about but it's like when you all of a sudden you got this clarity in your mind write down those top insights and then more importantly just as importantly write down the tiniest action steps you're going to take immediately from those insights because you don't want to be a passive learner you just you don't want to get stuck in the learning loop to where you're just listening to podcasts, you're reading books, but you're not taking any action. So even if it's a small, tiny action, right. what's the tiniest action that you could take to keep the momentum going with this insight that you had? And take it to the next level and comment underneath, whether you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, wherever you're watching this or listening, um, comment underneath. And last thing that's so important, some upcoming things. We have level two, unlock your inner medium. We're gonna be going live on Zoom practicing. If you're someone that's like at that intermediate level, you've already taken a level one class or like a beginning workshop class, you wanna practice on Zoom in a small group, join us. This happens once a year. We offer it once a year. So level two is coming up and then next level three is coming up. The other thing that's really important that I wanna share is our April retreat is right around mm -hmm. the corner too. People are already signing up for that. It's our psychic medium retreat. This is our seventh annual psychic medium retreat. It's magical. It's something that can't be put into words. If you want more information, we're now doing something where we're taking calls and really figure out if you're the right fit and matching that up. The and this is only if you're serious about joining the right. retreat and you have questions. Right. Then reach out and we'll set up a call. I've already talked to some people on Zoom, on the phone. Um, and what was the other thing? The prerequisite is you have to be a student of ours in some way. Okay, so a mediumship student. Either you've taken a self-study with Unlock Your Inner Medium or you've done the live version 
or you're in our mediumship membership, mediumship mastery circle, but you have to be a student because I want you to be on the same page of learning. And if you're not a student yet, we'll teach you how, how to um, sign up for something that goes with it so that it's all connected. Right, and it's not only the same page of learning, but we only Energy. want certain people at this retreat because it's sacred, it's powerful. And when you curate, like, people that you want there and you visualize it beforehand. You see, I need this type of person there. You have the best results. We don't want just anybody coming to the retreat. Like you must be somebody who's serious about your mediumship, who's serious about your growth. And right. that's that's who this that's what this retreat yeah. will do. It'll benefit people like that. Right. Okay guys, well we can't wait to see you next time. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes. And remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.